I didn't start the captions. I'll get the. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I'll get the bar right Look right, what right, you've right. done to her. Every time. Every time. God. Very subtly Irish on that. Look mm-hmm. what you've yeah, done to her. <laughs> Come on, Donald. <laughs> Treat your woman right. I just have to turn on the captions. Hmm? They just had to turn on the captions. Just had to turn on the captions. Uh, welcome back, everybody. We are Not Great RPG, and we're here once again for the city of Oshwamp, uh, the city of gaslighting and gatekeeping. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good one, Mike. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so good. Oh, my God. We really do look forward to those every week, so thank you, Mike. Good God. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a good fucking Thoughts God. and prayers. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, so we're back again for the city of Oshwamp. Um We'll go around the table real quick, introduce ourselves, and then pick up where we left off last week after presumably a brief recap uh, as a reminder of the things that happened, particularly towards the end of the episode. Um, (laughs) Good details. Yeah, great, crisp details. Uh, I do actually have notes. Wild, a whole page of them. Um, (laughs) As always, I am Don, and I will be playing Ethereum Revia, the Grave Domain Cleric, and I will not save the Gaslighter. Ethier might Don won't. <laughs> you Why'd you look right at me? <laughs> because, what are you talking about? <laughs> are you gaslighting me right now? Yes. <laughs> no, you're just you're crazy. crazy. <laughs> I'm not looking at you. <laughs> Fine. Uh, I'm Paul. I play Felix. My money's on girl boss, Gray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Glenn, and I don't know who's paying these bills to keep the gas on. But... <laughs> I'll still be here playing Forest. <laughs> my name's Chell. I play Thariel. It's been a while since I called my therapist. I should probably reach back out to her. <laughs> I'm Sarah. I play Retora, and I have nothing to do with whatever is happening in this situation. So. Yeah, this one, this one's not a. Uh, this one's not your fault. It's Actually, not, not me this time. Yeah, Shocking. Somehow not Retora. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's okay. Kind of you you ripped on yourself enough last week. All right, calm down. <laughs> And the fucking rehab thing on Friday. <laughs> I really made the apes laugh in rehab. What? <laughs> that was a good time, dude. Yeah, that was good. I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm feeling real here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm John. I'm the DM for this one. Um, last week when we were here, we had to deal with the aftermath of the sudden disappearance of Yalomla while inside of T.U. Ertl's grotto. After bath, if you will. Ooh, after bath. Mm-hmm. The after bath <laughs> the of after our bath. decisions. And cleansing once again. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Strip it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The mummy in me sometimes emerges. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Mummy? mummy? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, so, I mean, Yalawo's gone. We did another vision. Uh, T-Wordle went over. We had one with Felix as a younger man educating children in the, uh, the little farming uh, village of Ulm. Um... We went to go do Thariel's. We got into it. We saw her reading the T.U. Ertl manuscript about the Tower of the Thaw. You must not read from the book. Yeah, which was very much so. The, um, uh, the, the opening illustration within the cover was absolutely a, a drawing of a young mellow fellow, Melissa, uh, because he did say that he was inspired by them to write a story. Um, inside of this vision, though, uh, Thariel was called forth for dinner by 
her sweet aunt Laverna, and as she opened the door from the kitchen, she yelled out, You do not see me. And then the vision was uh, consumed by darkness, rapidly pouring in from the edges, Laverna's voice not echoing from her mouth on her person within the vision, but from all around the hut itself. Uh, we then panicked and went, oh my god, we're like paralyzed in a pool. What do we do? T-U-Urtle helped most of the people out. We then had to work our ass off to get Thariel out of the pool because T-U-Urtle's like, I can't touch her. This is cursed. Like Sounds like gatekeeping. Yeah, me. right? Like, very sorry. <laughs> um, we eventually escaped the pool. We discussed some stuff with Laverna again, some more history with Thariel as an individual with where she grew up. Um, we were very sad about the fact that we didn't get to do one with Ratora. Uh, we collected our cursed things again. T-U-Urtle spoke with us a little bit more about um, some some imaginative uh, theories that he's got going on about existence, permitted his mind to wander and find satisfaction in life once again for this sad old turtle. So lonely out here in the caves. Uh, I need some pumping. And yeah, then we decided to, after having uh, discussed as well the, the 12 items, uh, T.U. Ertl uh, informed us that Thariel, as an individual, is somebody who is formed of an amalgamation of souls, of a mixture, uh, strange blending, 12 in total, as he looked at her more completely. Um, you know, Ether's just like, hey, like, we've had some bad things happen around the number 13, so that one definitely revolves around some consequential concepts within either magic or the, you know, basic structures of the universe, but we don't know. So, you know, weird. All right. Uh, T-Urtle was like, let's have some soup, guys. Calm down and relax and take it easy. Take a load off, one might say. That's what we did. That's what we did. We went over to do that. The stew was being prepared. Thariel was like, I'm going to sit by Nina again. Because, like, I just feel this connection. the creamy, earthy soup, though. We're good. I mean, yeah. No, I made some cream of mushroom for Glenn. I creamed a lot of mushrooms. Creamy, earthiness. Creamy, earthy. Pulsating. A lot of pulsating mushrooms on his back. Oh, yeah, we discussed also bringing Nesgrim back from the dead. Where he was like, oh, yeah, I can definitely grow a new human being from my spine. Cream like, Nesgrim. That's all right. <laughs> Question Cream of Nesgrim. <laughs> it's a soup he was made with the bouillon. Right? Is that a question? We didn't even question it. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a cool turtle. Yeah. Uh, we just, at this point, we're like, oh, you're, you're a god? Okay, yeah, sure. He also named himself, too. Yeah, he yeah. was not named. Uh, we, for the first time, through Felix, uh, as Felix um, explored his memories. Um, um, yeah, we saw him in the face, uh, or we saw the face of, uh, as we know, Fall, uh, an enormous gargantuan, like, colossal size of epic proportion, absolutely on the ascended level of, like, a deity. Uh, dragon of uh, prismatic scale and sheen. It said only the word air because um, T.U. Ertl's true genuine name is Erebos, Lord of the Underworld, um, which was given to him by Fall, and that is the portfolio that he resides over. We talked about the other eight schools of magic, whether or not there are other uh, individuals who are in charge of watching over these fields of magic and uh, other concepts again. Uh, he said he knows that there were. He doesn't know who they are. They were never really, like, introduced to each other. There's not, like, a council or anything where they all meet. Uh, and he resides over the portfolio for necromancy magic. Um, yeah, and then, you know, like, cream mushroom soup is good. Uh, Glenn feels better. Felix got some brain juice after the uh, hearing the voice of the Metatron and his ear almost exploding. <laughs> um, feels a little bit better after that sweet, sweet brain juice. Mm -hmm. uh, we went for some stew. 
Ariel sat down and was like, hey, like, I got to talk to this, you know, creepy little girl again because I'm a drawn to this for some reason. I'm not the drama, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hang on. We're talking about gaslighting. Um, asked Nina about herself. Uh, started discussing the notion that Thariel herself has many souls. Nina says, so do I. And I have more than you. And Thariel was like, alright, bitch, no. Like, I've got 12. <laughs> you don't understand. And Nina was like, I have many more. So we are picking up in the, once again, in media res, in the middle of this action as, while Nina said that, many more, and there was the threat of Thoriel saying that she could prove that she has more and her souls are stronger, and Nina says simply, no, I could shackle you where you stand, and she, looking at the flames, looking around the bottom of the cauldron here, preparing the stew, the flames did indeed, indeed wreath out like a a sudden whipping of chains and wrap around the ankles of Thoriel, who was conveniently restrained by these, and we're picking up right here, and I get to have a wonderful opportunity to roll some beautiful fire damage. Good night, guys. It's fine. Bye. Yeah. Take 16 fire damage. Mmm, crispy. You are restrained as you feel these and as a person who has sincere experiences as Thoriel with having been throttled with chains before and shackled within the inner sanctum this suddenly to you feels very much like you're back there like this is again a prison you'll never move you'll never be free you hear that soft tingling voice the hairs on the back of your neck, rise up. You hear Isabel whispering to you. So softly, so faintly. You're mine. You're going nowhere. You'll never see the sun again. And you all just see again. Nina just looking at the fire, and suddenly the fire uncontrollably, like Nina makes no movement whatsoever. Nina makes no actions. Suddenly the fires just absolutely rush out towards Thoriel and grip her legs. And Nina's not saying what Isabel is saying. You hear that only up here. Um, I would assume that Thario would probably not act uh, in a in a smart manner. So I would probably just start like trying to claw at the fiery chains. And if I take fire damage from doing so, I'm fine with that. I just would probably be like. No, not again, not again, not again. Just, like, trying to grab its stuff. Absolutely. So, again, they are at your ankles. Would you fall to the ground to pull at these? Would you just kneel over, bend, like... As as quickly as I can get to them, if I launch myself to the ground, then so be it. Okay, so I will say for the sake of uh, narrative perspective in terms of distance, you are only roughly, like, three feet away from this cauldron, so... It doesn't look like it's uh, you know, going to have to be like a long length for where this is. So would you grab at where your ankle is for mm-hmm. where it's the most taut? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. As you reach and your fingers get ever so closer, your palms, you feel the heat and the intensity as if you, if you have ever actually burned your hand or approached a flame too closely. 
you feel that tingling sensation and it grows and it spreads. Your hands go to wrap around these chains. Make a constitution saving throw real quick. Your hands, as they grip around this flame, that intensity, that heat, the moment your hands hit the actual flames themselves, it feels as though your hands pass through them. Not the chain itself, but pass through the extending width of the flame, finding at the very center of it a genuine chain, iron-linked, cold to the touch, here within the fire. It is six more fire damage for you, but you feel something physically animated. But from what source? You have no concept, because this is in the midst of a bright, hot, red flame, white at the center. You grip the chains. You said you would pull at them. Would you twist to attempt to break the links? Would you attempt to rip them out of the fire? Would you attempt to rip them back off your leg? I think being in a trapped environment before, I would try and harness as much of my power as I can to get them off. Regardless of how strong the chains are, I in my head don't know the strength of them. Sure. Um, I would say that my hands probably would like Harden and like use all of my strength to pull the mountain. Absolutely. Now, roll for me a d20, and you're just going to add your spellcasting ability modifier. Okay. Uh, 19. You feel Isabel's voice once again in the back of your mind. Almost like this strange compulsion overcomes you. The whirling sensations of all the things that she has said to you in your time together. A voice that you've not heard in years. A voice that you've predominantly blocked out, repressed, buried away, suddenly rushing out from you. Almost as though you compulsively begin to mutter it under your own breath. You squeeze your hands, chill around this chain solidify and twist at the connecting points of where the inner linking of the chains would be. And you feel as the residual chill of your hands ephemerally drips out, encasing this thing in ice. You feel the same sensation as when you with the pool and that ice diamond erupted from your blood. You feel your hands bubble and splinter, the skin cracking and separating. You feel your blood stain these chains and chill, and you twist, and you twist, and snap. And like a rubber band recoiling, flapping backwards, it slithers back into the flame. All of this happening in just a few seconds. At the bottom, where your hands, so if this part of the underneath portion of your hand would have been going back to you, the flames here extinguish, evaporate, disappear completely from sight. The other extension of the chain, the flames, retract back into the campfire, and there is nothing in your hands, nothing but blisters, nothing but chilled red blood, stained 
dripping down, solidifying a gelatinous-like consistency over the back of your hands, over your wrists, and Nina simply giggles. <laughs> yeah, I... The second I'm free, I'm just, like, scuttling backwards, just like, I, I gotta go. Yeah. And you, I try and find... Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously there's a litany of other NPCs here in the area. All the children as well do very much the same thing as what Thariel starts to do. They instinctively, like, back, push away. Grimdar looks at the flame kind of, like, empty, but he looks haunted. He looks worried. Like, you've seen Grimdar see some shit, and he doesn't respond. He sees this, and you see his brow furrow, and his eyes pull back. Bran stares again at the flames, his arms ever so slightly shaking, and doesn't, like, fully extend his finger to point, but begins to, and, like, puts a hand on Grimdar's little shoulder adjacent to him. The other adults within the guild themselves move away and start to obscure the children, either by sight or interposing their body in between them and the flames. Nina sits, steadfast, unmoving, lightly giggling as Thariel scurries away from the flames. I don't know what anybody else would be doing in this moment. Uh, I would run over to Thariel. What? What happened? Why did you? Why was there fire that lashed at you? Why did you grab it? The chains. They had me again. She had me again. I don't know what happened. She had me again. She will always have you. You belong to her. Um, I would say that I probably ran to Sabrina and having the, like, comfort of a friend nearby. As you scamper towards Sabrina, do me a favor and make a wisdom saving throw. Eighteen. Eighteen? You scamper towards Sabrina on your hands and knees, like, crawling your fingers, scraping through the dirt of the floor here of this cavern on your hands and knees moving ever so swiftly towards Sabrina who sits almost captivated by the flame you as you crawl towards Sabrina you realize for just a brief moment right before you wrap your arms around her that there is this incredibly radiating sensation. You know you are the way you are and you feel the feelings of another person. This isn't excitement like someone is happy to see something. This is a calling. This is a person that sees their nature once again. A fervor. A feverish intensity radiates off of her. Right before you go to hug her, she sits unlooking at you, eyes fixed solely on that flame as it continues to wreath around the bottom of the cauldron. Do you hug her? I'm assuming that that expression reminds me of somebody else and I would hesitate. Yeah. She's unmoving, completely blind to your presence here. Only the fire is in her eyes. You can see in the reflections of the iris itself, the flames enveloping against the beautiful color of her actual blue eyes. 
as though they, from the bottom up, like an inverted sunrise, red begins to rise, matching the midpoint of her pupils, fully split across the midsection, the lower half of her iris now, a flickering crimson, red, and orange gradient coloration, the top half still a crystalline blue, like a night sky. I look back at Nina. What is she doing? Is she just standing? Yeah, you look over your shoulder. You see Nina similarly staring at the fire. She once again just... It feels like home, doesn't it? see Sabrina ever so slightly sat again like on one of these driftwood logs here her hands on her thighs in front of her as she's not really reclined she sat pretty upright her hands digging deeper into the flesh of her upper thigh right above the knee gripping against herself blood starting to trail out against her her, like against her fingertips dripping down the sides of her legs by her exposed dress I will take a level of exhaustion. And? When she says it feels like home, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Just, I have no home. Send her back to hers and cast banishment. Targeting Nina? Targeting Nina. What a beautiful moment. You crashed it here, Don. You look back towards the little girl. I have no home. Angry but sorrow-filled at the same time. Regret, guilt, shame. An exorbitant number of emotions overwhelm you. And all you know is that you need this, this source of your pain. Gone from you. You trace runes in the air. Cast banishment targeting her. And as soon as you go to complete the spell, her head swiftly darts in your direction. Eerily so. A devilish quickness, Don. (laughs) 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 Your next makes eye contact with you. You'll just bring him here. You cast banishment. She, unwavering, unfettered, unbothered, just smiles at you. Thank you. And then disappears from your sight. You're all sitting here. Oh! <laughs> Hold on! Daria, what, ha- what, what did you do? What did you do? Where is she? Girl bossing. <laughs> That's your response? No, um. Immediately true sight. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't need to roll burnout here, correct? Um, so we're by the grotto? By the grotto, no, you're fine. Okay, great. Where's she? Nowhere. She's gone. The spell didn't go through. Yes, it did. It did? Yes, it did. I thought it takes a minute. It lasts She's gone a minute. for a minute. Okay, that's and right. She okay. comes back. Oh no! It, she comes back if she's native to this plane. If not, she does not come back. Technically. 
This is tricky. She gets a pick? Paul, this was once one plane. Yeah, I, I know. I'm aware. I know. I know. <laughs> and now I've got two side points left. Somebody get the gap. <laughs> I want to run over to Bran and Grimdar. Bran, for the first time, you see Bran tightly squeezing at Grimdar's shoulder. Grimdar shaking as they look towards one another, make eye contact. And Grimdar goes to speak when he just, we got it. And he's like, Brand puts his other hand out. N- no, if we if, if we go, he'll find us. Uh, they maybe can stop him. We fucking can't stop. Who? What did you see in the fire? Our f- a face. A face. Horns. Like a, a devil demon. Do you see him now? He disappeared when she did. Have you seen him before? I know I have. You've not seen him here? No. But you know that you know the face? Yes. He needs her. She's his way through. Iris! (laughs) (laughs) I need an adult! <laughs> Someone, please! <laughs> I deal with souls, I'm not equipped to... Yeah, I no, I'm Iris, not equipped to handle this. Iris is like, absolutely, like, her hand is squeezing tightly at, like, she would have been standing near, you know, Nivara Serenity. She would be actively, like, intensely squeezing and violently shaking against Serenity's arm. Um... Yeah, this is a very immense problem. Um, I don't think... um, I didn't see what they saw, but I know what they saw. What did they see? A devil. A lord of the nine. Is that bad? I'm assuming that's bad based on your reaction. What does that mean? The nine hells? Yes. There's more than one. Yes. He marked her long ago through her mother. And has always wanted his daughter back. And now you gave him his child. And now he can come here. And kill us all. Why? What? Because some devils just feed on ash. Uh, 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 I'm gonna run over to Bran and Grimdar. Yep. Uh, it, in the fire, did you see anything else? Just, like a skeleton? Just his face. In the fire. No bones, no skin, no flesh. Just the fire itself was his face. He is fire. Oh, I'm gonna grab the a pail that I'm assuming is near the campfire. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You swiftly put out the flame. Absolutely. You said he has horns. Yes. Are they like? Or are they like? Oh, they go up. Oh, thank God. 
Oh, I don't think that's a good thing. We've already dealt with one. Yeah, no, no, it's it's definitely still bad, but I, I thought... Iris, what do we do here? have to have a family reunion. Do we run? I don't know. I've never fought a devil. And uh, I don't know what he can do. What? Eros, do you know anything about devils? Well, um... Devils are typically very malevolent creatures that... They have any weaknesses? Weaknesses? Um, holy magics and things of the sort, can which... We, can we consecrate the grounds here? Are they consecrated? Oh, yes, of course. All the area of the grotto is consecrated. The grotto's consecrated. Yeah. Whoa. What if we... <laughs> <laughs> Start, like, pointing at kids and pointing at the grotto, like, get, get, get in there! <laughs> no! Could we, could we lead him back to the city? The, I, is could, that the... It is so incredibly far at this point. That I mean... thing took Nesgrim out in one hit. I don't think that that moon angel would be really cool with the devil being down here. That'd be, that's good. We don't want the devil down here either. Oh, that city. That city, not Oshwam. <laughs> the adults of the guild are absolutely <clears throat> collecting children and running into the water. We should probably get in the water and we should help T.U. Wordle to the water. Right. Uh, oh, I'll be fine. Uh, Devils ain't nothing to me. I would still be more comfortable if you were with us in the water. Yeah, and, you know, for Reggie's sake. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would like to make sure the... I mean, y'all never uh, seen me beat up a devil before, so, no. A challenge is a challenge. Is that something you can do? Can you fight a devil? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm quite well-versed in the uh, magical arts. I'm sure I could, you know... And turn him into but a pebble of sand and consume him. I... You know what? I'm going to stand next to you and pat him. I'll stay here with you. Well, thank I... you. That's very nice. I'm sure you will immediately be engulfed in flame. I'll just squeeze my hand a little bit. I'm resistant. Well, that's great. I will do my best to keep you safe, Felix. I don't want anyone feeling like they have to fight this battle. I, it was my cause. I, you can't fight this battle either. I need to deal with the consequences. Get in the action. water. Get in the water. I mean, you as well will absolutely be immediate. By his mere presence, <laughs> he shall be consumed in flame and turned to ash as you once were in the sky. Felix, you should get in the water with us. <laughs> Do I still have my wings? <laughs> Has it been too long? How long do they last again? An Sorry. hour. An hour? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. You can do things from range. Most of us can. All right. Really yeah, I'm, I'm moving towards the water. <laughs> and like before I go under, just Mr. Ertl, are you sure you I'm can do water. this? <laughs> <laughs> not going to let you sneak it on me. Not going to let you sneak it on me. Is there anyone that's not going to the water first off? I'm standing outside of the grotto, just at the edge of the water, helping people in. Okay. Are our belongings all... Well, I, think we grabbed them. I collected we mine. Have, yeah, I collected <laughs> mine. We still have them. You're armored. I mean, oh. We picked them all up, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm Fool me once. <laughs> I just. I'm trying to get beheaded Thank again. you. Yeah. Right before you sink under the water, tell him thank you. Oh, sink. She oh, okay. said she want, you want it like. Okay. Going under, you yeah, said, correct? Like, yeah, like, last Helping, week. like, all the children get in, and, like, legitimately, it's like the adults are, like, in a fit of panic, just yeeting children <laughs> into the pool. Just one, 
Two, no, fuck, the devil's coming. This is a, a thing we've rehearsed. It's a fire drill. There's no plan. It's a fire drill. Mm-hmm. No. Effectively, yes. Um, Where's Sabrina? She is sat on a log of driftwood looking no. at the embers at the bottom of the cauldron. No. Unmoving. Wait, they, they didn't go out? Sabrina. Uh, well, the yeah. I mean, when you put it out, like it would still have smoldering. Smoldering. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just created more ash. She That's just fine. sits and stares at the little embers. As they fold in upon themselves. The dark ash mixing with the gray, the various nitrogens and other elements of the the atmosphere around and what is contained within. I would have screamed for her if I was in the water realizing what was going on. Yeah, as I saw you her turn, there, just you like... thank to you, Ertle. Yeah. You see, you know, several feet behind him sat on this log, Sabrina, unmoving. What would you call out? Anything? Ow. So is that what you call that? <laughs> Ow. The devil rises from below, Don. <laughs> okay. That was Sorry. Me. Yeah. I was glad. Yeah. I, I mean, I table. would have screamed for her. I'm assuming she probably wouldn't have responded. I would have just, like, just somberly, like, with my whole fucking chest, just, Sabrina, please don't make me say goodbye again. Make a persuasion check. persuasive that's a 10 you are very persuasive i'm very persuasive may i may i help (laughs) how as i run by to the water slap her in the face (laughs) (laughs) since she's staring at the flames mesmerized absolutely you can roll with advantage so you roll again right now wham Mm -hmm. That's a 20. <laughs> Unnatural, but 20. Yeah. So intensely, especially towards her in particular, you feel this deep connection on a spiritual, emotional level. You feel the anguish rising up within her as this compulsive nature consumes her. You've always known how to reach her in the midst of these manic moments where she's not herself, remembering that they're not her fault, that she too is marked. And you call out, Sabrina, please don't make me say goodbye again. And you see her head turn as you. (laughs) Slap! (laughs) And she blinks, and swiftly you see sinking down back away through the bottoms of her eyes the red that had begun to fill and she begins to weep red tears of blood and ever so swiftly again you guys have seen her move she just stands from the log and leaps from the log to the water right next to you in front of you (laughs) you'll never say goodbye again Pushes you under and then jumps into the water as well. Aww. Yeah. 
Wow. Scared she's gonna shove me and get out of the water. Mm-hmm. I was really scared for a second. Whew. Yeah, you thank to you, Ertle, who stands here alone now, right outside his shack. Well, I've not had visitors in some time, but I must say y'all have been quite exciting. You have brought the literal devil to my home <laughs> with your presence. Sorry, haven't, <laughs> haven't had a good stretch in a few good years. You just see him. Don't make this nightmare fuel, please. Extend <laughs> his, his little, <laughs> his little <laughs> turtle <laughs> arms and just like mm, shrugs his shoulders. You see his shell rise and lurch up and then come back Sits down. Master Roshi, this. Fuck you. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> you see again, like he wasn't wearing like clothes or anything, but you see from, from especially from behind, because you're seeing predominantly his shell. You see all the mushrooms start to grow outside oh, no. Oh, no. of the extension of the skulls. You see them start to, like, the coloration, again, the bioluminescence that made up the, like, the toadstool upper portion, the spots and things like that. They as well begin to leak and weep over his shell. I'm glad I kept y'all around! And you see his shell begin to illuminate with their color as Nina flickers back into existence Right where she left, right at the spot where the driftwood log, few feet from the embers, and you see behind her this well, massive figure of shadow, blacks and grays, gradients with a residual red heat, almost radiating out like you're looking at the, the waves of heat rippling over a desert. It feels as though his form itself is shaking rising from the ash of the campfire behind her. Slowly, in the same way we've seen for so many other individuals in visions, enveloping her form. Not overtaking her, but silhouetting her from behind. As it breathes for the first time, as it takes upon itself its full physical corporeal form of radiating magic and fire. You see these thin trails of wispy black smoke from the nostrils, from the mouth, and this horrible voice, which for you guys sits in your ears and lingers as though it repeats itself like an echo over and over. Well done, my daughter. A new world upon which to feed. Fresh souls. And you see T.U. Ertle just stained with bioluminescent mushrooms. Stand up right. Now hold on there, mister! You come into my house and think you can escape my friend's souls? These are good people! He's shaking his driftwood staff in his direction. You go on, get! see Nina her face covered with soot she would look genuinely like a a chimney sweep from the old British eras of covered in soot like her little porcelain skin dark blotches on her cheek her hair would look you know again still the same jet black coloration you would see streaks of gray charcoal 
staining the long, thin, straight hairs. Her skin burnt. Enormous patches where you can see blisters and stained skin now rippling like veins over. And she would just crack her neck once <laughs> and look it to you, Ertle. Daddy, can I eat him? And you see this shadowy hand reach out towards her, grip around her collar on her shoulder, and it is a massive hand where it envelops most of her chest. You see the heel of his hand, the bottom, over her back, and you see it squeeze ever so softly, and she doesn't wince despite you knowing the immensity of this moment, this pain, the massive nature of this hand. Well, thank you. And Nina once again disappears in a drift of smoke and flame, centered around her as though paper burnt away. You see it started her center. These consecrating black flames envelop her skin. She turns to ash, dissipates into the air around him. No, I don't need you anymore. But what you've carried for me. And he inhales and you see all the ash of her drift up into his nostrils. They flare and he smiles. A great wide grin. Dozens of long pointed teeth flaring out behind the black lips. And he looks at you, Ertle, shaking his staff. And he too flares and extends his shoulders, looks up around the environment. Hmm. I can feel gods died here. Long ago. It's been a long time since I've dined on divine flesh. And he drops to all fours and rushes forward like a dog into you, Ertle. Well done. <laughs> I really enjoy the opportunity when certain things are proposed for roles in the hands of players. Can you roll for T.U. Ertle? <laughs> Chell, can you roll for this devil you've called here? <laughs> oh, God. Do you want the Zephyr dice? <laughs> She's gonna roll hot as hell on him, don't. <laughs> Show me that once. Roll hot with oh, those. they're light. Anytime I roll light dice, they usually do bad. No. Seven on the die. She's gonna snap okay. twenty. It. <laughs> you just tell me what's on the die. Yeah. You're just rolling a d20, though. Okay. All the d20s. What? Do you need a d20? No. He's <laughs> a rainbow one for two Ertle. Oh. He's rolling a hundred d1s. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. You watch as this figure of shadow and ash and fire, this strange swirling amalgamation that clearly has musculature now as it drops to all fours. You can see pointed what would look for us like pauldrons but are spine-like tendrils of bone 
that extend out from the edges of the shoulder blade like wings that have been clipped, featherless. Just the residual bone that extends out. It'll look for you guys similar to Nesgrim to a degree. He barrels through the dirt on all fours towards Tiyurtle, who elevates his driftwood cane once more. Be gone, devil! <laughs> and <What>? slaps <laughs> down at it. It lunges forward, pulling one hand into the dirt. You watch as it singes and burns away the ground where it strikes, kicking it up like a dog. And lunges forward with one hand. You see it sink into T.U. Ertle's chest as the driftwood cane smashes into the back of its head. You see T.U. Ertle envelop this creature with light. And you would see as it evaporates away from T.U. Ertle, it rips. And you would see this ephemeral creature of shadow and fire disappear from your sight. And from the side, from this perspective, as that shadowy hand pulls out from T.U. Ertl, you would see a mass of meat, of flesh, of muscle, of tissue, blood pouring out from a gaping wound from a massive hand that comprises most of his chest. You would see T.U. Wordle stumble forward and steady himself on his driftwood cane as he brings it back down in front of him. Well, oh dear. Thank you all. You see as he falls forward onto his knees and his head drops forward, you see his little hat hit the ground. His fingers shake around the head of the driftwood staff. Y'all take care of your friends. They're all you got in this world. You see his entire massive form strike the ground. Motionless and limp. You saw the devil evaporate? Yep. He's your helping. Can I do my thing? Which one? The, the second one. Ritual or vision? No, no, not that. The Oh. You're absolutely right. You can. Do you want to describe yourself or me? Yeah. Um, so I see him fall, and I hear you say, Ether, help him. And I, in two steps, ascend out of the grotto as spectral glowing raven wings erupt and unfurl from my back like a cloak and I will glide like an arrow through the air and land next to T.U. Ertl and stand over him mm-hmm. as a almost like a like an elven awesome you feel kind like of uh, <laughs> like a, a swirling barrier of spectral raven feathers rotate around his body shielding him. Uh, you would hear him faintly breathing 
You would see his driftwood cane on the ground in front of him, his little top hat overturned, now coated in dirt, and you would feel his hand ever so slightly reach out towards yours. It's nice to have a friend there at the end. Couldn't have asked for anything more. I am so sorry. I will attempt to cast um, Cure Wounds. Yeah. Knowing that it, with being a wound from a devil is unlikely to help, but I will try. Absolutely. You can roll for your healing amount, though. Uh, seven total points. Back. Yeah. He feels as your hand rests on the back of his. He feels the warmth of the radiating light out from you. A sense of peace and calm as he smiles up at you. His head ever so slightly turned. You're a good man. And you feel the magic envelop him and it feels like it has no effect don't be bothered easier it's just the step life to death to life again I know but we just met you you feel his hand squeeze and you'll meet me again someday. I'm quite sure of it. Especially for a person like you. You've seen me hundreds of times before. You just didn't know it. Say hi to her for me, will you? She's a good kid. I will. And you feel his hand. Slowly loosen, limp, you hear him breathe once more. Just going home, you know. Just going home. Feel him breathe. No more. I will find you when you fall again, friend. No answer. No response, no movement, still. The toadstools and various fungal mushrooms on his back begin to wither. The coloration on his back begins to become almost like chalky as it dries and solidifies against his shell. Oh no, no, you lay your arm in yours, motionless. I don't know what anyone else would like to do. I'm assuming we're able to move out of the water. Yes, you are. I'm gonna walk on over to Ethier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, put my hand on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And grab real hard. Mm-hmm. 
Why does this have to keep happening? This happens over and over. There is a lot of great evil in this world. But why us? Why does it have to keep happening to us? I think because we are some of the few that are capable of doing something about it. There are people that try, but we are all clearly gifted with powers, things that allow us to push ourselves beyond normal. There are others that will stand up to evil, stand up to devils. And they burn. We keep bringing them here. Every last one that we've lost was our own doing. We brought it here. We're the reason Nesgrim died. We're the reason Rirda died. We're the reason Malathel and Melisi are gone. We brought them here. We brought them to the place. But think about how many more would die if we did nothing. Just because things happened where we were present does not mean it is our fault. Nesgrim made a sacrifice to save us, to save the children. Had we not gone to the city to save those children, they would already be dead. Just because people make sacrifices for good does not mean that it is the wrong choice. We protect those that cannot protect themselves. It's not fair. Nothing is fair. But we do our best. That is all that we can do, is do good. Nothing more. Let go of Ethier's shoulder. Walk over to the pile of uh, items and such. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk over. I'm going to look at the cart that I'm assuming Nesgrim's stuff is sat on. Yep. And I'm going to pick up his hammer. Mm -hmm. Kind of roll it around in my hands a little bit. I'm gonna walk around to like pile of rocks or some shit. I'm just gonna start smashing a bunch of stuff and screaming. Yeah. Absolutely. The sound echoes through this cavernous reach. The heaviness of the hammer as it strikes and the blunt force cracks in with a deep crater at the first stone, shatters it to rubble. 
want to say it feels like the weight is gone, but it's not. The hammer still feels heavy. With each and every swing. And continue swinging for a little while, violently. Eventually slowing down more and more as I get more and more out of breath. Mm-hmm. Swing. Swing gets weaker. And finally it just lands with one hand still on it. I'm going to fall to my knees and just cry silently. Anyone else like to do during this moment? Ritor is going to sink down in the pool. Just to... Yeah. About here and just... Stay there. Weep. Hide the tears. Anyone else? I would probably somberly move out of the water, just like not locking eyes with anybody and just like overhearing the conversation between these two Mm -hmm. and like not even crying, just grab Hubertle's hat and just like, like just like mindlessly just like fiddle with it Mm -hmm. and just like look to Sabrina and be like, they're wrong. It's not their fault these things keep happening. Sabrina also walks out of the water and watches as you put to you Ertl's hat back on his head. She walks up beside you and as your hand pulls away from to you's lifeless body, you feel her hand match yours and her fingers slide and intertwine with yours. You feel a slight squeeze against the back of your hand. hear her sigh softly and she looks down at him as well you're not responsible for the wickedness that this world is born from we're all born from it equally for some reason that wickedness is just drawn to us more than others it doesn't make us bad Like he said, it just means, unfortunately, that more of the sacrifice of the world is at us to control. And this will keep happening many, many more times. It's up to us to stay strong enough to keep standing up like he did. When faced with this, I'm sure he could have hidden in the waters too, and the devil wouldn't have been able to touch any of us. But it seemed like he knew the thing to do was the right one, regardless of the cost. I mean, I keep feeling like I don't know what the right move is. Like every choice I make leaves someone hurt or dead. On the road to healing, to 
does not imply that there's not going to be stumbles on the way. Even a healed person makes mistakes. Part of courage and conviction is the willingness to continue to take those opportunities for what they present to you. To be a person. To not aim to achieve ascension out of humanity, but to embrace it. And that means that you will have feelings. That means that you will say things and do things that you, in the moment, will feel are the right thing to do or to say. There is no right way to know. Life is a very chaotic and messy thing. It is up to us to find people who help us tend to our own messes as we help them tend to theirs. And that is what we did for him, just as he did for us. He, and as she gestures down towards him, is smiling. Remember that. You would see just like the little wrinkly edges as his little turtle smile is twisted up. He knows it's not sad. It is, but it isn't. It's just part of the complications of life and being human. Learn from him. I would say that the other adults would start to pull the children out of the waters and gather around in a semicircle around to Uertle's body and you know, mostly trying to obscure, especially the younger children, from seeing it, but Sabrina would look back and look at Iris and Serenity and Kalari and all of the others and say, Death is not something to look away from. They should see, so that they better understand and revere the sacrifice that he made. It is a hard lesson for people so young. But it is an invaluable lesson. And you see some of the younger kids lean out from behind the legs of the adults of the guild. Just look at T-Wordle and see him smiling. And you see a few of them start to softly cry. And you see the adults, you know, either run their hands through their hair or place a, a gentle grasp on their shoulder or kneel down and begin talking to them about it. And we stand here around in the body of a good friend. After a few moments, the Adults start to collect the children, many of them lifting them up, their 
faces stained with tears and start to walk back towards T. Wirtle's shack and a few of them start to clean up the cauldron that had been pushed over and spilled and a few of them start to tend to the embers and make sure that there's no risk for anything else here being engulfed by flames. A few of them begin to move inside of the shack itself to to look through the memories of a person, to find the sentimentality of who he was, that we may carry it now for him. And I don't know what you all would like to do now. Can you all help me bring him to the grotto? Come over and yeah. grab a side. Yeah, I'll come over and grab grab a shell. Mm-hmm. Side of a shell. Mm-hmm. I'll like support his head. <clears throat> I'm still in the pool. Mm-hmm. Just, just you see him getting carried towards <laughs> you. His little face <laughs> just like <laughs> smile. Mm-hmm. I would be sure to grab his hat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Thariel had already put it back on his head. Okay. And it's Cain. Yeah. That's why she's supporting yeah. its head so that's yeah. where the hat stays on. Right. His cane would be resting on his chest as we're carrying him. Yep. Mm-hmm. We as a group together support the weight. Mm-hmm. We step in unison together towards the grotto and as we start to, the people at the lead let the water rise to their ankles, to their knees, and to their mid-thigh and hit the point where at the height at which we carry, the Uertle shell starts to ever so slightly caress the top of the water and it ripples around him. And we walk a few feet within and the water rises as the weight of the turtle starts to almost freely drip down below. He becomes less heavy the volume of the water supporting him. Matora sits a few feet away, eyes barely out from above the surface of the water, tears visibly running out from the sides of her cheeks, from her eyes, over the sides of her cheeks, dripping in with the water. And I assume at some point we let go. Just give him a little on the floor I just till we meet again feel the weight of him leave your arms he drifts slowly down into the water and for the first time you all from above the water as you had seen for your friends when they submerged below the ever so slight ripples in the water feel like waves over his skin. They extend out beyond his form, and he sinks to the bottom, motionless. You watch as it halts as his shell strikes the bottom of the pool. A little bit of dirt kicks up around him and begins to slowly start to settle. The water itself returns to a motionless pool of reflections. You see yourself. As you stand here around him sunken, you see he 
sits at the center, clearly visible through the crystalline waters. And around his exterior, you see each of your faces looking down at him. And it is quiet. It is peaceful. In the area around the dirt that kicked up, you would see as the exposed earth from below the initial crust of this grotto, you would see slowly moving, spreading out from around him, the petals of what would look for us like a lily pad. They rise up above his exterior, above his chest, over his face. They envelop, commune together, rolling one over the other. You would see they float softly for a second, and then slide down over his form. Stop moving. Silence here in the grotto. The only sounds in the distance are children and other adults of the guild shuffling through the soft whimpers of children in the distance still as they hold back additional tears and as we lay to you Ertle to rest absolutely fine with me how would you ask now, upon exiting the grotto he sinks to the bottom would help her tour out of the water can you do something for me what I've I've been trying to hold myself to a higher standard than just a a man with a sword. And I, I've, I've wanted to be a man with purpose. In that, I've been trying to get more in touch with the magics and the shamanistic teachings of my tribe that I can only assume no longer exists. I do require help with something, though, as I don't have the magic to make plants grow. We used to, at funerals, um, moonflowers would be planted. Don't anticipate you would know what they are. We don't have them where I'm from. I describe them. Could you make them bloom around the grotto? I, I can try, but I, if I can't make something bloom from nothing, if it's not here, I don't know what good it'll do. 
It is, it is a native flower of the north. It might. This, this place is sacred. And its waters are from all over. I just, there's, it in this I've not used it at all I I've been afraid to everything that grows in this in this place I wouldn't want to awaken anything dangerous but I might be able to here feel like if there was any place that you could, it would be here. You'd be helping a very old turtle along in his afterlife. Well, a short one that I'll have until he comes back and writes more silly books. <laughs> Alright, murdering Mary. Oh! <laughs> yeah. she, she, said she would kill again! T you Myrtle? Oh my god. Wherever Yalumlo is, I hope he's proud. Right? <laughs> if I find a piece of paper or something, I could probably draw though what they look like. I can describe them pretty well. I do not know where Nesgrim was being grown, but there is a very real possibility that he can no longer come back. Unless he is in that lily pad at the bottom of the pool. Did you check? <laughs> I actively check. No, you reach down underneath and you peel one of the um, petals of the lily pad and you just say, there's a tea wordle. Smile under the water. <laughs> I just quickly put it back and just hey, shake my head no. <laughs> I'm still tired. Turn the lights off. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Turtle just wants to sleep. Who? <laughs> turtle Christ. <laughs> Jesus Turtle. <laughs> Jesus Turtle. Turtle Pope. It's Jesus Christ first mm -hmm. off. Um, was he growing a new body for him? Yes. I'm not sure. He, unless somebody wants to check. 
did mention there was a root in there. We gotta plant them. <laughs> but he's so nice here. <laughs> <laughs> he's so happy. <laughs> he's got his hat on still, dude, and everything. He's cozy, comfy. I can't do this as Felix. <laughs> I'll rob this man's shell. Where's Brian when you need him? He's right over there. <laughs> Just ask him. I won't look. You're talking to these children. I'll never talk to these kids again. Yeah, you're not allowed. You, your children privilege. You can't talk to them ever again. <laughs> children privileges <laughs> are revoked. I don't know. No, just no more. Not good with kids. Not good with dogs. You need to. Bad with everybody. I would say you need to be accompanied by an adult, but that didn't matter because you got attacked anyway. Easier. Yes. Provoking them. Isn't that desecration? No. If you are. are you I, it's literally the whole thing that I do. <laughs> Shell robbing? I'm still new to learning. No, it, um, if you are using and honoring a person in order to create life or something else, it is not in my eyes desecration. If we looked under his hat. What's that? that Yes. I swear if you pull a bunny from it. Oh. <laughs> it's actually a small it's turtle. <laughs> it's actually a turtle. Oh. All the way. Quick cycle. Oh. I'm going to swim down and look under and in the hat to see if there's the a desperate <laughs> Pull the hat just back a little bit. Nothing you see is turtle head. <laughs> like. Reaching it. But in what if the it's hat. a hat of holding? <laughs> you look into the hat, yeah. too. Inside looks like it's a nice, you know, felt or, you know, comparable material. There's no man in there, like, <laughs> dancing, just like... I'll reach in the hat. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's very magic. small, so, like, you're yeah. effectively fingering this yeah. hat. It's not <laughs> so small. Yeah. Oh, it's like... Cartoonishly small. No, it's cartoonishly small. Oh, I thought he had a full. No, it's like it's like that. Oh my god. Yep, that's what. That was why when I put it on, yeah, it was like he went like this. Gotta get ready to go. Big turtle. Yep, to see if it is a hat of holding or something or something. No, I mean you you know. Touch the inside of the hat and you know, feel the conclusion of the hat, the material, the rim. Feels like it's just a little felt hat. Did the um, when he, when he died, did the mushroom lights go out? Uh, yeah, they leaked out over his back and then the became like chalky pastel colors. So there's no more mushrooms. We, we saw the light leave his mushrooms. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he didn't have light in his eyes. I had to demonstrate it some way. <laughs> Artistic man. <laughs> I want to see the light leave your mushrooms. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, I had to do it somehow. Yeah, I'll swim back up so I don't drown. Yep. Replace his hat. Yeah, and then put the hat back on. Close him back up. He smiles a little bit more. Again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. Right. He does. Yeah. You? Oh, do you, you close the lily pads back up? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, I close it back up. Okay. He's got, you know, turtle corpse in the water. Anything? No. No. 
let him rest for now. Tomorrow? We'll check. He said it would take 24 hours, perhaps tomorrow. I mean, not for nothing. Mushrooms do feed on dead things. <laughs> they do. make dinner and then rest mm-hmm. anyone like to do anything with the remainder of this day at the end I guess after dinner mm-hmm. my tiny tummy's full <laughs> <laughs> I'd uh I'd like to go back out in the in the grotto okay where the Alumla was yes just kind of stare down where he was I'm also just going to chill in the grotto for a while. Mm-hmm. Just speak softly and loud. You really were the blessed one. Got to leave this place. I hope you're happy. Just kind of splish splash the water a little <laughs> bit. There's nothing left, really. Literally nothing. Interesting. After dinner, um, I'm gonna kind of like shake myself off and like kind of back to it sort of deal. Um, I'm gonna walk up to I think his name's Vol. Yeah. The uh, Earth Ganassi boy. Yep. You want to train? Ready yeah, to move up from a stick? Just kind of like solemnly looks at you and doesn't really say much and just shakes his head. It'd be good to get my mind off stuff, yeah. I'm gonna pull my two hand axes out and hand him one. Mm-hmm. It's a little smaller than the stick, but it's got a sharp end. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna start sparring with him. Yeah. Oh, he seems... Distracted at first, but you know, after half an hour, an hour or so, and you can see that distraction, that worry, that sadness kind of fade as he focuses and the training becomes more intense. And it reminds you of when you grew up with Reda, and the two of you would do something very similar the way you would watch people come back from the hunts. You would see the injuries that they had on them, and the two of you would imagine what would have happened to the the hunters out in the wild. Scrapes and bruises, slashes. Every once in a while, somebody would come back with something serious as an injury, and you remember the shamans tending to their wounds and using herbs and salves and the smells that would come out of the, the huts of the shamans as they would tend to the injuries of those who came back. Uh, while we were fighting, after a few minutes, like, because I would assume it's still pretty dark down here. Yes. Um, I would take out my moon sword, mm-hmm. stick it in the ground to light the area. Yep. And I'd look over at him every once in a while while we were fighting, and mm-hmm. go back to it. Yep. And you would just see Reardon just, you know, slowly revolving around the blade 
waxing and waning. You just see him smiling. They were almost focused too. Lost in those memories of long ago. Happier days. Anyone else? I would um, build a small little like gravestone marking at the edge of the pool mm -hmm. for T.U. Wordle. Mm -hmm. And I would just write until we meet again. Mm -hmm. Kind of above it. Yeah. I would join Felix in the pool and kind of like make sure that my weird wings that appeared are not didn't like rip through my clothes or anything and nope come weird. to rub it in <laughs> hey um I would also just kind of look at the spot where Yalimlo vanished He was a good man. He was. Especially since he wasn't a killer in the night. Definitely not. But don't tell him that. <laughs> no. Finest woodsman that ever lived. Definitely. And died. Dan died. Definitely not. <laughs> lived well, and then died again? I didn't. Unsure. Unclear. <laughs> I'm not certain that he was completely alive. Uh, <laughs> He always put the food that I made into the snow to cool it down. Yeah, he, uh... Yeah. He would have hated all of this fire. <laughs> he would have been the first one in the water. Yes. I know you said that should something ever happen to you to not perform my ritual, which I will honor... Try not to die. We have lost too many. Just kind of look out at everybody, I guess, outside the grotto where the camp is. Yep. I'll just sigh. Ether. I think we're all already dead. So we might be. But we'll do what we can until... Something else happens. Like what? Like he said, and I'll look, point at the I'll gesture at the lily pad. Till we find out whatever the next step is. Another world, another life. I try again. I do wish that I knew. But much more than me about that I'll just go to pat your wing <laughs> <laughs> I just I do what I do because I believe it is right and that it helps people but I do wish that I knew more but someday we will all take that step into whatever is next I'll just put my arm around you. I sure don't want to take that step. It is okay. 
I will be there when you do. I hope you're not. <laughs> <laughs> By my blade. <laughs> I would act like I'm flying away despite my wings having faded and I will go to sleep. Anyone else anything for the rest of this day? Looks like, was he even listening? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never know. In the um, in the house itself, I'm assuming T. Ertle had some form of like papers. Or oh yeah, papers. no, absolutely. Like as in terms of the shack Smart. itself, I mean, <laughs> it's my <laughs> way of coping. <laughs> Gotta finish that novella. The unpublished. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, oh, no, no, I mean, inside of the little hut, uh, like, has been pulsating mushrooms. His, his bed is effectively, like, you know, a, a, a pit that had been dug and down for, like, a depression, so this way his shell could sink back into it. Like, it's it's smoothly grooved out against the bottom of the, the natural clay-like uh, surface here in the cavern. It's very simple. He would have a, a, a little, um, you know, round coffee table like thing made out of driftwood three legs little circle he would have a little driftwood writing desk where it would be you know just like a long rectangle he would have you know little drawers at the front one on each end a bigger long one in the middle he would have at the uh back of it like in a little uh elevation that would have a, a horizontal shelf that would be not the full width of the desk and on it he would have various little um um, it would look like clay figures uh, of various characters. So, like, you would see a tiny little clay Melothel, a tiny little clay, like, nicely painted with, like, the bioluminescent paints. So, like, genuinely, he has minis. So, like, sincerely, it is very much that, where he's got a little Melothel. And now they kiss. <laughs> he's got a little Melothel. They're very clearly, like, sharing a base and, like, What's holding hands. <laughs> There's a hastily made green man with the chat face. He's ripped, though. Why is he wearing his shirt? His like, he has your robe, but not the shirt, and it's just a fucking eight-pack. He's got, like, a is he, book. Is he sitting in the boat? <laughs> He's got, like, a hand on his hip and, like, God a damn. book out to the side. Only a few pages in, and he's just smiling at the book coyly. Just a naked picture of a turtle. <laughs> Why are the pages in the book and Felix's hands stuck together? <laughs> oh my god. Is he reading Hide the Emperor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you would see, you know, a few other... Still be made. Uh, you know, miniatures and things like that where you would see... Um, you would see another elven man that doesn't look familiar to you guys. Or to you specifically, now that I think about it. Because other people... No, Thoriel was there. Chell was not. This was one of the episodes where we did a, a, a dream, a spirit walking, mm. and you saw the man that we know is the elven prince that is the father for Melithel. Mm. Or, sorry, for Melisse. I was there for that. You were there for... Okay, was, there yeah. was another one. I wasn't sure which of the ones you had. Oh, because the lullaby, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, the yeah. lullaby. Mm. So, like, you would see that man where uh, he's in, like, a long, almost, like, sheer pale blue like robe with a scarf over it you would see that he's got um a a thin white gold crown around his 
his forehead um, wrapped almost like, you know, leaf uh, vines around the ringlets that attach behind the ears. Very meticulously painted and well-detailed. Beautiful pale blue eyes. You would see that his hands are adorned with various rings and, uh, you know, a silver a silver bracelet, like a cufflink around, you know, like a, uh, sorry, a band around, like, his left hand. You would see that he has a, a sword at his side. You would see that he is just standing there in, like, a very authoritative pose, looking upwards out, almost at, like, the sky. And you would see another woman that, again, would look familiar uh, to their mother. She would be holding a little basket. There would be, you know, loaves of bread extending out from the little wicker basket. You would see a small one that would look like a little harmony, like a very small childlike one. You would see another woman that would be dressed in simple garb, you know, like a brown leather uh, strapped together robe that sits over her shoulders and extends down beneath uh, the, the robe itself. You would see that she has a dark royal purple shirt with, um, you know, these, these, like a blue sleeve, like an undershirt that, you know, if the extended thing above on her chest that you more clearly see, it would look like a, a vested overshirt with a long undershirt of a dark blue color. And you would see against the back of the dark blue, you would see little stars traced almost like sheer sleeves around her wrists. You would recognize that garb. Where do I recognize the garb from? Something your aunt wore around the house all the time. You would see a series of pieces of parchment scattered about the desk. You would see that in the drawers there would be various quills and various, uh, you know, uh, small clay cups with the um, powder paints, like when you're making, like when you're mixing with oils, uh, the, the like dried out cakey powders. You would see that he has little jars of oil separate from it, so this way he can mix it. You would see that he's got a little, you know, what the fuck is the painter's thing that you hold? The palette. palette. The palette, thank you. He has a little painter's palette. He's got a series of little brushes. And you would see in the other drawer, he's got, uh, like, a single uh, piece of parchment that looks like it's got a list of, of titles, like works in progress or thoughts for future works. Um, I can do this to me. <laughs> you see one on the parchment that stands out to you and feels feels familiar. Turtle in the green. <laughs> when stars unite.
few things. Um, mm -hmm. The mini that was dressed like my aunt. Yep. What color was the hair? Dark black. Okay. He um, said there's a list of his work in progress. Mm -hmm. um, at the very bottom, I would also add to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a little quill and like a little inkwell. And just call it like the light in the dark or something like that. End of the dark or the in the dark? Light in the dark. In the dark, yeah. okay. Yeah. And um, with like leftover paper that's kind of just like around, I would mm -hmm. just sit down and just start writing my interpretation of T. Wordle's life from the short time that I knew him. Absolutely. Anyone else anything while we're sitting here? And we spend the rest of the day somber. And the children, after a short while, begin to grow tired from the emotional exhaustion of the day and the, the adults of the guild start to work together too cobble together some, you know, little area between the cards and the other, you know, larger pieces of, of vehicle that we have here in our presence to lay their bedrolls behind, obstruct them from view from the outside. This way they can, you know, sit and sleep merrily and peacefully and not worry about what's going on around them. All the children slowly start to settle in, many of the adults take bedrolls out and start to lay them in areas by the campfire. And people start to quietly meditate or sink into their bedrolls and before long everyone is asleep. Anyone anything during the night? How far is the grotto from the hut? Like 60 feet. Um... Is it lit down here? Like, can you see? You can see around in the grotto because there are still bioluminescent mm -hmm. mushrooms growing at the various points of, like, the elevation where there's, you know, rock formations kind of jagged out from the walls themselves. You would see um, in little grooves and indentations mm -hmm. in the wall, you would see bioluminescent mushrooms growing out. So they would give off a, a very faint ethereal glow, but not, like, bright light mm -hmm. or anything like that. It would just kind of... It's the nightlight for the pool. Yeah. Um, I think Ritora would, uh, being an elf, she does a four-hour meditation. Yeah, meditation. Mm -hmm. um, I think she would stay outside at the like entrance to mm -hmm. the grotto and keep an eye on everything, keep watch mm -hmm. uh, while everyone sleeps and uh, do the um, do her meditation out there okay uh, making sure that she has a line of vision to the entrance to the to the hut okay 
Anyone else anything at all? I would attempt to sleep in the myth water. In the water? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that there would definitely be spots where there are... Not near the corpse. Oh, yeah. Just snuggle up with us Again, like, it's, it's a large area where, you know, it's like a long... Like, especially with, with going into it a little bit more and kind of, like, looking around and taking in the vastness of it, it's like a crescent moon that curls upwards where this this lower reach, uh, as you're approaching the apex of the curve of the crescent, mm-hmm. it goes for, like, 150-ish feet, 200 feet, and then ascends upward for, like, another 200 feet. Like, it is a very large, long crescent. So there would be, at various points... You know, again, because there's, like, other things beyond just mushrooms. There's areas where there's, like, you know, swamp ferns, so they've got the the big, like, extending needles out from behind them, like fronds and things like that. Uh, there would definitely be areas in which you could see that there's grooves in the stone towards, like, the perimeter that would look like they'd be safe for, like, a comfortable sitting, supported by stone, but still predominantly immersed in the water, like a little spot to sit and sleep if you would like one of those i'm assuming yeah because i can't breathe it right correct yeah yeah so i take one of those spots you can't breathe the myth water Mm -mm. because if i can get it in my lungs i can steal it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) what's your passive perception oh boy (laughs) 15 (laughs) Memorial creature comes back. Uh-huh. <laughs> Round <You're> two. two. <laughs> I didn't hear no bell. I've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Thank you. My car's, the devil. Like your wings extended warranty. Notice the sound for the first time, and now you can't not hear it. No. Yeah, I. The cricket. The cricket. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, it sounds. It sounds like a cricket almost. It's the yeah. fan because it wears in and out. <laughs> yeah. Like I've never heard it before, but for some reason today. Of all days, John. Why is that your name? This is the worst. <laughs> His name in Discord. I can't take anything seriously. <laughs> What, Timothy Green? <laughs> I had to make soup. <laughs> it's there for you in good old tall character info. Bud. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Why? Because it's there on the map, because it makes sense. <laughs> Bud. I go look at it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Swim over and kind of like wade through the water into its area. And again, it's towards the north after the bend. You would see there's various, again, rock formations in the wall where like some of them are grooves that actually jut out like 10 to 15 feet into the width of the pool, which I guess I should have given a, you know, I gave length, but I didn't give the width. Mm-hmm between 80 and 100 feet across 
at various points. So, like, some of the rock formations of the natural wall do, like, groove in, jut in, like, jagged triangles. Just natural rock formations, nothing crazy about it. Mm. But, you know, you move past some of those wading through, and this thing is contained almost in, like, a little, you know, when you're exploring. It's almost like, you know, in a little notch, like an offshoot. So, like, as you're going Is it completely contained in that notch? Yes. Okay. So, like, as you're wading up this way, you would have seen it, you know, extending like here so like right at your line of sight for right. you know you're resting here you it's like as soon as i got comfortable like fuck <laughs> so you know as you're wading up this direction you would see that in here in this notch in the stone in the wall it would seem this goes from a natural limestone as you're wading up in this direction you would see that this backdrop the rock would be a jet black crystalline glass like obsidian of course of course it is and you would see against the reflection of the waters against the wall mm-hmm. you would see the water almost rippling so like again because it's it's glass and it's reflective you'd be able to see the water rippling against the stone reflected up at like a midpoint on the wall and you would see as you look at the obsidian the water as it moves and gradually ripples it's not crystal clear okay it looks like it's a rainbow so the water itself right yeah so like again you know if this is wall yeah this is despite being black it is a reflective surface so you so, so the rainbow s- is on the wall or correct on, okay the not wall. on not on the water correct Okay, so as I approach the rippling water and the thing, uh huh. We struck gold, baby. You're funny. You're funny with your titles. We're gonna crack right? them out. Piece of shit, right? That's why when you were like, "Oh, that's it. Many more. That's all." Fuck that. <laughs> I go towards the thing, John. Yes, I'm going towards it. Welcome to a new world, Don. <laughs> Read the previous title, Don. And then, and then the next one. Uh oh. Like, what is it? What's, what's the previous title? Reflections of a distant shore. And many more. Many more. Do I see Felix? Like Mario into the painting. Into the <laughs> I mean, you said you wanted to keep an eye on the hut. <laughs> yeah. So like he would have walked past you and just like sat in the water for a few minutes. So like genuinely, I would say your vision is concentrated on the shack mm-hmm. and the other people to make sure everyone else is okay. Like, Bye-bye. Felix just kind of settled in the water and went to sleep. <laughs> you approach it? Yeah, I have to, John. I know, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? Good night. It's all according to plan, <laughs> All according to plan. <laughs> the water boy would get in the water. I know. <laughs> You reach into this area and... Well, uh, let's, let's be careful. Rippling water with no reason to be rippling. I'm not going to get like, you know... Let's take it. Calm it down. So you reach a little close and you would see that within this notch, mm-hmm. the water, when you see, again, and I'm... The water of the notch is motionless. Oh, okay. Stationary. Okay, okay. Clear. 
when you see it reflected in the obsidian wall, that's where it looks like a slow-moving rainbow. Oh, okay. Oh, that's trippy. Oh, that's yeah. so fucking trippy. It's going to get fucking weirder. As you get a little <laughs> closer and you look at it more from like a standing point, you would see that the, the river, as it flows against the obsidian, the rainbow coloration... It looks like it swirls downwards like a vortex. Fire and down. <laughs> Sinking down the wall towards the surface of the water against it. So, like, the initial thing you would have seen would have been the greatest scale of the rainbow rippling. Sorry, I'll do it this way so you yeah. can see. Like, rippling around, and then it would be thinner. So not as long. Not as long, not as long, not as long. Okay, all right. Forming all right. almost like, again, a vortex or a tornado down towards the water's surface. Okay, all right. It's fine. All right. Yeah. So w- w- what happens when I look? You said it looks motionless, but when I look down, Get in. is the thing there floating or is it on the... Because the cir- it's only four feet deep Correct. everywhere else. Correct. So is this... This would look in the same way when you have looked at your friends when they went into the water before you. It would appear like a two-dimensional thing, incorrectly scaled to proportion, where to you as you look at it... It looks like a full... Yes. (laughs) Yes. But it's... Motionless. And it would seem, again, as you look down into it, as the way it comprises a scale and magnitude that is... Beyond the extension of what should be contained here. Is the, uh... Is the crow's nest sticking up? You would see that there would be the ever faintest point of the wood right below the water surface. So, like, surface ends right there. It's right there! It's right there, <laughs> dude. It's right there. It's so close. Just touch it. It's so close. Do a little bit when you're here and now seeing it at a more proximate angle and a better downward perspective, you would see the height of a sail that would look like it would be in the midst of rippling. Not actually moving, but you would see it looks like it's billowing. So you would see various states and dimensions to it. And you would see drifting just off to the side of it, a little black flag. With a skull and crossbones intersected. So it looks like it's in motion. Looks like it's in motion. As I look down, not at the wall. Correct. But again, looks like it is billowing, isn't actually moving. At least I took a picture of it. Yes. So, like, again, I'm not an artist, but like, right, right, you know, right. fucking flag, like, ooh, there's grooves and twisty turns in it, and like, it looks like it's in motion, but it's not actually in motion. Like it was frozen in place. Correct. I don't fucking need this thing. Alright, I got like a half-used torch. I'm gonna just take it and just drop it in the water where the ship is. So with, like, with Mystic Hand, you're gonna float it yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Float it over and then drop. As it, you would see that it would hit the water, and around it, almost in an eerie sensation like again for us we know what gelatin feels like in regards to a consistency where it would penetrate it and ripple but it looks like there's a dense viscosity to the water here Mm -hmm. so it would drop it would hit it would smoothly slide through but almost slowed down not like a drop instant sink but it strikes something viscous 
and then slowly drips down. Does the size change? Of the torch? Yeah. Yes. As it fully becomes immersed and is gone, nothing extending of it beyond the surface of the water, you would see, again, it would feel and look smaller, but also still comprising its full size. Not in in relation to the ship, it would obviously look smaller is what I mean when I say it would look it's small. It's disproportionate to the picture. Correct. I don't want to pull us out of this moment here, but this is, is this how he shrunk his dice? <laughs> I said I've used everything in every commercial. <laughs> everything, Don. <laughs> Grimnor, how? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Okay. Everything. <laughs> oh, I, I gave him the sun one too. I gave it to him. Uh huh. <laughs> I even asked, "Is he the sun?" <laughs> Fuck you, John. <laughs> Glad I took the Roshi moment from you. Right. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well. Happy? <sighs> yeah, this is weird. This is fucking weird. I would go, I mean, I'm assuming it's getting late and most people are sleeping. I'd go grab the closest elf. Redora. <laughs> yeah, she's just sitting outside the grotto. I'm sure you would lead her back to this. Or yes. You, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. If anybody else is like, if like Ether's just like there. Come on. I probably would be by the gravestone thing that I built for. Yeah, so like Grim, right there. (laughs) Ether would be like twenty feet away from Ratora, like just sitting near the gravestone. Yeah, Yeah. the two of you guys would both be right there, and you would see Felix just wading out of the water back towards you guys. Okay, all right. I'm. I think. I feel like it's only. (sighs) They're fucking weird. One of them summoned a demon. I'm gonna fifty-fifty roll it. No, I don't. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just you two. Yeah. If, I mean, if you guys are awake, I don't know. No. no I'm okay. snoozing. Yeah. All right. I'm all tired Let's out. Let's go. What, where, where are we, we going? What is Felix? this? There's a there's there's a ship. A weird ship. What? Uh, is it, we're underground. What do you mean? There's a ship. There's a city underground on the other side of those rocks. Yeah, but ships <laughs> usually have to go somewhere. Why would it be in this grotto? I. I just. Uh, what, do you, what do you want me to say? <laughs> I just look at it first. Okay. <laughs> all right. Then I'll lead you guys all yeah. the way over to it. Yep. And you get back towards this notch and groove, like a, a little sunken depression against the wall. And Put your peeping glasses yeah, on. You guys would peep and see the same thing as has been described to Felix. I would. I would stay back away from it. It seems oddly unstable. Yes, I, I... We're too stable. I'm not sure. <laughs> hmm. Is it daytime there? I mean, you don't see... There's not, like, a, a background that is, like, a sky. You only it's just see... ship. Yes. Oh. Yeah, again, like, you can see the clear sure, water for sure. what the grotto is comprised of for the myth water. Right. So, like, you you don't see the backdrop. You see sure. literally as though a ship was here in the water oh. contained. So, like, the projection also is the... Think about people that build ships inside of bottles. Sure. It would be like you're looking into that. Like Interesting. The, the perspective. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, from the top... Yeah. We're looking down at this ship. Yeah, again, you're only seeing the mast and the crow's nest, mm-hmm. so you're not sure. seeing the entirety of the ship. It looks like it is at an angle. As if it's, like, underneath us? Yeah. 
Inside of the notch, yeah. So like, you know, where we're definitely not standing. Like, yeah. Like again, I'm not, you know, a fucking artist, but like, but draw from you know, <laughs> this this would be how it would look. Like, why does it look like see... a hammer? Bam! Scrimdor's bow, dude. But like, you know, mast, sail, and then uh, above, extending like little crow's nest. So like, to scale. To you scale. guys are standing here mm-hmm. when you're looking down at it. Like you're looking at it from that perspective. So this is this is an obsidian that we're looking at. You're look. The or obsidian is the wall. The wall it is the, the obsidian, and this the is water is the regular water. It's okay. the same water. I'm this just trying is to just get. I'm, in I'm here. trying to get a, a understanding of the perspective that we're yes. looking at. So this is down in the grotto. Correct. That that's what I meant. It's weird. That is very weird. Did you throw something at it? The torch. I'll point to the torch. Yeah, the torch. It shrank. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what to do with this information. This is... I don't... Neither do I. Even I if you could... Can you... Even if you could pull the ship out, I don't think there's space for a full-size ship here if it's scaled back up. Can you pull the torch back out? I don't know if he should reach through. I'll try that. to pull it back up with Mystic Hand. Can you read Mystic Hand for me? Oh, jeez. <laughs> is, is it within a certain distance that you can function with it? Yes. Yeah, uh, you would not be able to. <laughs> is that far away? Yes. Uh... <laughs> that far away, huh? Yes. Uh, okay. Um. All right. Yeah. So in terms of like, we've talked about other planes, gates, mm-hmm. uh, pockets of magic, mm-hmm. cha- chaotic, obviously magic pocket. Uh, can I do like a? Is this like a, a culmination of all those things? What what is? Can I do a history check, intelligence check, something, something to help me out here a little bit? Absolutely, make an intelligence check. I'll cast detect magic. Sure. Ritual and taking the ten minutes or just hard casting. Um. You this is slot. before or after sleep. I mean, this would be before. Like then he would have, just... he would have gone out, started to do this, and then would have come back to you like 15, 20 minutes into your meditation. Then I'll just straight cast it. Sure. Ten. Ten. Okay. Uh, Sarah, you straight cast detect magic. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that this, in the same way that has been recently explained to you, there is indeed a ninth school of magic. This would feel like this entire area within this groove you would see rippling against the wall in the formation of the rainbow against the obsidian and the waters itself would give off that ephemeral glow for what you now know as dunamancy. Specifically in this area. The rest was all, was all schools of magic, right? Hmm? The rest was that all schools of magic? Correct. This specifically... Correct. Is this place... Re- this... You rolled a 10 mm-hmm. on your, your intelligence check. Yeah. I would tell you that this seems, because it is specifically enveloped and contained within a small area, that a gate or a portal would be your closest assumption in regards to what magical performance might have been done here for why this is so different 
but like what you know not sure what spell but like this clearly is you're also an intelligent enough individual as Felix where it's like having recently experienced time dilation from Arthur specifically do you want me to use Arcana with them <laughs> uh, no I, I think intelligence you. is generally like fine here but like in regards to time dilation as a recent experience through Arthur this would remind you of that okay all right, and then you you cast detect magic. Mm-hmm. This is that that ninth school of magic, the one that Arthur used. The do we know the name Dunamancy? Yeah, it was explained to you by Iris. Yeah, yeah. it's Dunamancy here. I should probably I should go get her, shouldn't I? Um, it should still be here, right? Maybe time is. What if it's not here in the morning? I just, I just shrug, defeated. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, run. Go. To get Iris. To get yeah, Iris. Again, she is also an uh, an elf, so like she's so sitting up meditating. Really hope you drew a dick. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yeah, thank you. That. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. like, again, I'm not yeah. an artist. I can only do so much when it comes to perspective. Perspective is the hardest fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't just fucking yeah. wing that shit. <laughs> like, but yes, that. So. Nice winging that shit. Thank you. <laughs> just winging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you rush over, collect Iris. She, she is currently, shoes. like, sitting up on, again, one of the, like, driftwood logs, just kind of, like, you know. Somber seems like she's in a bit of like a, a dissociative state mm-hmm. where she's just sitting there quietly to herself, and she hears you approach and looks over in your direction. Um, Felix found something in the grotto. I think you might want to see. It's it, there's an alcove full of dunamancy. And she just furrows her brow and. It's not like the rest of the grotto. Something's strange. There's a ship there. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. I'll lead her. Yeah, she follows back over and, again, meets up with the two of you who are still standing here, like, waiting and watching, and she also just looks down and looks completely puzzled, looks at Felix and is like, this is the wildest thing I think I've seen in a very long time. That's a lot considering everything that we've yeah, we just saw recently a, gone through. A, a turtle kill a demon or well, a devil. Uh, I mean, you know. With a piece of driftwood and the power of, I presume, a god. Is that just a Monday for you? Uh, I'm Tuesdays. Good commune here. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I've... I've seen things as strong as to you, Ertl, fight before. So that magnitude of power is uh, mm. an echelon which I have some familiarity with. Sure. I suppose with the things you have been described through visions from uh, your past, I imagine that is more normal than... Well, yes, it was also something that was a bit more commonplace in the city where I grew up. Oh, in the other place. Yes, again, not necessarily with our devils, particularly, sure. but... That place as well was ravaged by war and horrible monsters. Not to the same uh, 
sense of despondency and destitution is here. Renya was a bit more of a uh, flourishing, successful city. Mm-hmm. But there were still creatures of immense power that magicians of Renya would have to fend off every once in a while. Not I, but sure. my mentors. Um, the She points at the obsidian, and she points at the rainbow, the vortex. That feels very familiar, though. In what way? I came through something very similar to that. To get here. So we should very much not touch either of these two things, then. Well, uh, the water itself or the obsidian wall, I don't think they present the capacity to do it without someone to guide you across. Hmm. I had a guide. Who guided you across? A short halfling man. He was a sailor. Weird man. Is he not here? A lot of different jobs. No, uh, he said that he was going to... (laughs) He said that he was going to sail back, that he was just... uh, He was supposed to deliver me here. And then return. Was anybody else on your boat? Maybe, you know, an gesture back towards the group. There's like those three kids... No, not that I know of. I mean, I didn't really do a significant inspection of the location of the ship in its entirely. It was also not a very large ship. It was, and she gestures at the clear, like, fucking galley. Yeah. <laughs> like, not anything to this magnitude or scale. Um, you know, something uh, more like a schooner. Decently sized. Uh, could have fit other people. There was a hull below, but again, I didn't explore the hull of the ship. Was he dressed like a ship's captain? No. Um, all black. Um, <laughs> no, lots of leather. Very he peculiar a, outfit. He was a strange man. Um, <laughs> spoke to me of very curious things. I did my best to you know, <laughs> drown him out because he <laughs> talked incessantly about some very grotesque things. Hmm. <laughs> I'd put them out of my memory. But perhaps that is why my interest in novels has changed. <laughs> I've never thought of that. That's, oh that's not true. What? I s- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are all afflicted by things that change us. Yes, we are. And sometimes in, to bear. in unexpected ways. <laughs> He, we arrived here, and I remember just awakening one morning. We were sailing through that vortex of color for what felt like days or months, years, I'm not sure. Again, that was why he talked incessantly. He said he couldn't sleep for the duration, lest we get lost. Hmm. So, I do not know how he kept himself awake. <laughs> he, you know, had strange vials of different colored dust. Mm. I I hate you so much because the, the, fuck you because <laughs> it was all off the cuff. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Literally just made up. Um, okay. Mm. Uh, do you have any of this dust? Do I? No, uh, it was... 
I mean, I think I know who a, might. A bit of a banned substance in Ren, yes. It presented uh, enhancement properties for your magical ca- uh, capacities. But it's volatile and it, it can mess with the mind and it, it can addle the brain. Mm. Again, it's probably, why I do not mess with substances. Yes, uh, probably you, again why he. You huff every night. Yeah, you know, slowly started to, <laughs> you know, lose He's himself. himself all the time. Sure. We, we <laughs> got into our journey. He hasn't huffed like a day. We, we, so we docked again at uh, Rock de Menoir and I had to cross the, the bit of the waters myself and make my way through the mountain passes and find my way eventually here within the north hmm. that was long ago the boatman <laughs> why him <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what he uses it for uh-huh. Uh-huh. not my own horn <laughs> Sailing through all these stars. Sounds mm. fine. I'm glad you you've desecrated your own lore. You don't understand. <laughs> it's so good. Now. You don't understand the things that we've seen. <laughs> you don't, you don't, that you don't know what we know. That particular character do. That man is a degenerate. Yes. <laughs> the city of stars is pretty much just a big positive. <laughs> Any other NPC would have been better suited. <laughs> I don't know. Given what he did, yeah, okay, because he does cocaine. Sure, magic cocaine. The things that he told us his character did to help people, it makes sense. It, uh, it makes sense, right? It does. Oh, it does make sense. He's a smuggler. Yeah, it does make sense. It literally makes sense. Yes, he is a degenerate. He was the one who smuggled the people out of Northmore to help them to safety. Mm -hmm. I hate you. Right? It makes a lot of sense. He is a degenerate. <laughs> okay, he's a wild. And the character is. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, is, it, is, is it possible that he would just come back? or? I mean, I don't know. I can attempt to communicate with him. He is across planes, though, so... I don't think the spell would necessarily reach him. I can go across planes, but not across full spheres. Existence. I'll just gesture down at the water. This looks like a line to me. Perhaps. You have unlimited minutes. <laughs> Dead. Absolutely. Was he wearing when I was there or what? When I saw him. Oh, when you saw him under under Arthur's banner? Yeah, was he wearing that or Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna sit just... on a big old pile of gems and gold and having a really good time. Um I think he may already be here. What? Arthur Hartwood has a man locked in his basement matching that description. Excuse me? Yes. Pardon me? Uh, yes. Yes. You didn't tell us this? No. Uh, He made made you swear to secrecy. He, he, yes. (laughs) And I had forgotten about it until it came out. That you forgot about it? Sometimes you forget these things, like men being locked yes, in basements. I've been there, I the, get it. The man seemed insane. I too was once a man locked in a basement before. <laughs> the man seemed insane. 
That would make sense if he was locked in Arthur Hartwood's basement. Based on what she was saying, when he was talking incessantly. Oh God, it's definitely him if it was Arthur. But I don't think that was, I don't think he went insane in Arthur's basement. I'm fairly certain. (laughs) Based on the description, he was insane prior. This is just how he is. Now relocated. Oh, look at Iris. Do you think it got better or worse? Oh, definitely worse over time. Okay. I mean, especially if he didn't have access to the dust. Oh, there were so many gems down there. I think. He oh, well, then if he lived in them. the in it, uh, mm, well, there were whole gems, but he could have just. Oh yes, you know, it, he it could make it been himself. Controlled, yes, uh, an in, insatiable in appetite for mm. depravity. He, he is there. No, <laughs> no, there. no person. To stop him, I'm sure he's fully lost himself down that dark, dark hole of abuse. It did seem that way. (laughs) At the time, we trusted Arthur, and it seemed like perhaps he was helping him in some way, just to be clear. No, if anything, now, in in retrospect... In your mind, addict. (laughs) in, In retrospect, it very much seems like he was probably keeping him for information about the other side. Mm. Well, he he also to he put him into fits of mania. He the other Arthur practiced dunamancy. Yeah, he had a gun. <laughs> dunamancy I don't think that was the dunamancy part, but Gunamancy. <laughs> the barrel was spinning. <laughs> the Do be spinning. Could he have been trying to get across? Perhaps. Could he have successfully gotten across? Perhaps, I don't know. I mean, Arthur was a very intelligent and crafty person, very well-versed when it came to inventiveness and creativity. He was a bit of a mad genius. But which, which, which one? There's... Hard to say. I only ever really knew him after what happened to him. We, we did meet. We met two different Arthurs. I have to believe they were two different Arthurs. They... Yes, I don't disagree. I'm just agreeing with you that I don't know which of the two was the mad genius. Or whether they both were. You were trying to get home, weren't you? My daughter is there, and I very much miss her. I was not supposed to stay here for so long, but again, I've not found either a way back or a way to contact them to come to get me. Could this be a way back for you? Perhaps. There is a grief in the thought of leaving you all with things left unfinished here. It was my purpose to come here to assist in solving the problems of this world that it might bestow upon Mayan a reflection of the same goodness as the worlds are so intrinsically linked. I would feel a failure should I go home unsuccessful. Could you call for help? I could very much try. We can't... We clearly can't guarantee tomorrow. I would hate for you to lose your chance. As would I, but...
abandoning my sense of purpose, even for something so gratifying and warming as to see my daughter again and hear her voices. It feels hollow to think that it would only return me to her and that things might be different for her now. As I have been told, she becomes not herself. She becomes possessed of some terrible fervor to complete a task, and it consumes her. I wish to spare her of that. And I can't save her there. As strange as that might sound. If there's any way we can help with that, we are oddly well equipped to deal with removing strange curses and things as a group. It is not as though she is cursed by some magic. Mm. Cursed by a will of her own volition that has become twisted and angry. Mm. A violence and a sense of desperate temper that drives her to get revenge for something that she loses someday. Something she wishes she could get back but is unable to. I wish to save her from that depravity. I understand. But time keeps drifting out of my grasp and I've been here for so long. How will you, kn will you know? Sorry? How will you know if you can go back? Do you have a goal here? Yes. My mentors believe that there is a heart here in this world of the world itself. whose beating is missing a sense in the pulse. A beating that's supposed to harmonize with my home that is right now currently out of sync, out of harmony. I am here to correct that, yet I have not found where the heart of this world lies. And I am desperately searching for it. I have seen extensions and echoes and emanations of it in various points. Yet I have not found the true core. If I had to guess, first place you should look is Felfarthen. Yes, I have not had a chance to explore Felfarthen. But I do agree that I'm sure, based on what you all have told me of that place, that deep answers might reside low beneath the mountains. The, uh, the, sp the spirit there, Balor, seemed to speak of a place deep down 
that even he couldn't go? A doorway. Doorway. Said it was warm? I'm not sure. While adrift in the boat, I felt all kinds of manner and sensation of environment around me. A blend of warm, cold. As though all and nothing simultaneously. I do not know of a doorway that would lead to such a location, but I would very much like to look at it. When we return, we will make sure that uh, we bring you with us. We can escort you. Thank you. I could attempt, as I said, to speak through here. Call for guidance and support. Just gesture. Please do. I think I need to step into the water to do so. I, I wouldn't advise that. I will first try from here then. And you see she once again pulls out the <coughs> little piece of copper and casts sending and directs it into the area of the crow's nest. You hear her voice echo around the alcove, almost as though it gets wrapped up into a whirlwind. And the resolute or revolution of her voice echoing where it grows distant as it goes towards the back and grows in intensity and loudness as it revolves back around you over and over and over and over until it slowly sinks and fades away and you just hear her saying, calling out, um, it's it's me, Iris. Wagul, are you there? I so desperately need your help. Your guidance. Stay stationary for a moment. I do not know if it reached. Nah, Don, you're rolling. This area, is it like a, like where the Dunamancy would start? Is it a hard line? Uh, or at, is at there, the notch? Yeah, like is there yeah. a lip here where it's separate water? Nope. It feels like it's a hard line against the stone. So it would be, again, in the alcove, because this is all obsidian, mm -hmm. the hard line would feel like it connects the two obsidian points. But there's opposite. no visual No, there's no visualization for distinction. Okay. 20, D20. Yeah. Perfect. Seven. Yeah, I mean, in my contextual explanation and understanding... I think it makes it. I think she stands there for but a moment. And then you see this strange, sudden look of surprise and then happiness and on a wash of sorrow and a mixture of emotions on a woman who is so traditionally stoic. You heard me. Worked? Yes. Your mentor? Yes. 
What did he say? Did... He said, don't give up. Find the scales. That doesn't sound like what you described your goal was. No, I'm not sure I fully understand his meaning. Hmm. So you're referring to those like Arabos? And was my fault as well. Perhaps. Of a dragon. Perhaps. Before. I'm not gonna be. There's one. He'll be back. True. Perhaps indeed then there are others who are similarly marked. By either his scale or his blood. He said there was. Other. Others that represented the other schools of magic. Mm -hmm. Though he did not know of them. Perhaps then those are the people that I am looking for. Yes. Perhaps I must find all eight. Nine. Nine. Well, I do not think that they would be a ruler of Dunamancy here. Is Fall not familiar with Dunamancy? He is. What what separate what separates Tunamancy from the other schools of magic? Why is it so unknown? Because of the magnitude of power it represents. Time is beyond even gods. Gods must also exist within time. Time. I fear there is something even above. Something that lords over time that even we do not know. That even gods, devils, and demons are subject to. Some great fundamental structure that... We all are bound by. And I do not know of a thing that... Holds that portfolio. The only individual, again, that I have ever known who was truly versed in Dunamancy was my mentor's mentor. An immeasurably powerful wizard. Hmm. Who I know to be there and not here. Yes. But this means that there would be seven more that I must find. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes open then for people like this. Yes, we will. Thank you for your help. Of course. I think it is best that we rest. Yes. It has been a very long day. It has. 
keep watch still over mm-hmm. this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to my spot where I can apparently see this. You know, yeah, from, right? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, look out and rest in the water and complete our two elven meditations and following morning everyone is waking up and preparing breakfast and children are starting to wake up and those are the adults who are tending to a new fire and starting a new cauldron worth of you know dried oats and water and mixing together a, a nice dense heavy oatmeal to keep the children satisfied for the day and I would say that we would all be awake and around each other in similar morning. I would say that the morning would pass with a, a sense of solemnity, a notion of anticipation and hope. A few hours would pass and People would be sporadically talking and moving about and doing their absolute best to distract themselves still from the events of the previous day and (laughs) even of more days behind us as things have been quite dark and cruel for a long time now. At some point during the morning you would in the water. Strange enough. Swifter than even the 24 hours. And you would see a young man kind of emerge. From the water? Yeah. For anyone who still is in the vicinity, the lily petals would open. And there would be no remnants of a turtle but rising from a small field of various elevations almost forming like the grooves of a bed where you know with that um the the like metal needles where you do an impression of your hand if you've ever been in like the smithsonian and stuff Mm. various grooved elevation of a field of mushrooms of bioluminescent light A new boy (laughs) rises from clear, crystalline waters. Nesgrim, you, after what feels like a strange sleep, awaken, your eyes surrounded by glowing mushrooms in a clear pool of water, your face naturally as you stand to rise. The cool, chill air, the subterranean aromas of moss and fungus and swamp life hit your nostrils. The matted, long white hair still sticking to the water behind you. Naked here in a pool. (laughs) (laughs) Just your head rising out of the water. Awake again. Uncertain where you are. Um, hello? 
you all would hear echoing in the grotto. <laughs> a voice say, um, hello. And I'm certain for all of you in the area who look back, you would see just the head kind of looking around. Less wrinkled, pristine skin. Still the same long, flowing white hair. Familiar face of Nesgrim. Nesgrim? I'm running. Yeah. Uh, what? I'm I'm grabbing clothing. (laughs) Oh! I'm naked. Can I have clothes, please? Um, Rator is just immediately... Like, just... Gonna hug him? Yeah. Yeah, I hear the commotion. I go poke my head outside. (laughs) Just... Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Friends, uh, why am I here? Why am I here? Why? You, you, you. Where am I? You sat down and let a very large monster, uh, a guardian, take your life to attempt to save all of us, which clearly you did succeed. Uh, oh, almost everyone. Where's Yalumlo? Uh. He. It's a, that's a story. It's a very long story. <laughs> it's not. But he he didn't die to the demon. No. No. Oh. Separate issue. Okay. You're the only one who died. That. Oh, that. Here. Good. That was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> There's low points of rocks that aren't exactly rock wall around yeah. the Absolutely. grotto. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna run in, circumnavigate that a little bit, and launch off of it and tackle him in the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, no like, words. Just like, <laughs> starts to drape a robe over you, like, do you, do you stand up more? Like, are you just still, like, here? It's like four feet of water. Yeah, like, it's cold! Like, it's up to you. It's cold! Keep in mind, there's kids around, you will go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> First day back immediately. <laughs> um, well, I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't know that I was naked. Yeah. So yeah, I think eh, I'd start it's to a stand, mushroom. stand up a little bit more. But like, <laughs> okay, no. it's it's water. No. Yeah. 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 like it would still hit like your mid waist. No. Yeah. You know, Ratora wraps a robe around you, and then ever so suddenly, like a heavy, heavy thud of another adult man literally leaping onto your back. Hitting you in the shoulders, <laughs> tackling and submerging you underneath the water again. So like a like a gulp of air, like escapes you, and you know, I'm, ideally, not him back up. You son of a bitch! You owe me this. <laughs> he was almost gone. Knock out several of his right. <laughs> Why did you bring him back? You can't escape him. Oh. Oh, yeah, I mean, man. you would feel, ooh, you get kind of, like, pulled up by this new robe that's been wrapped around you and, like, fling water around. <laughs> you're back. You're, you're... Uh, oh, you're not ugly. You're young. <laughs> that's it's... so rude. <laughs> I, I don't know about not ugly, but... Uh, I got some bad news about the next couple of years, what it's going to do to that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I, I do Welcome. remember what I look like. I, I do remember what's gonna happen. I'm gonna. I'm Unfortunately, gonna... you gotta live there twice. Is there, how like how still is the water? Like, we're we're still? like splashing around. Yeah, I mean, you guys are like splashing. So I mean, the water does move, but if people are not moving, it does settle very quickly. There's no like you know natural movement here in the water outside of what you all animate. 
Anyone have a mirror? What do you What do you mean? I look young. Yeah, I mean the water would start to steady around you, and like you could, it's crystal point down. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) How young do I look? (laughs) Wow! Yeah! (laughs) 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 Reggie. More or less wrinkled. Like a Ken doll, like a Ken doll, just completely Dolphin smooth. smooth. <laughs> That's uh. my blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a belly button? Oh, okay. Any rowdy? Mm. Can I not have a belly? Button? Audi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it shaped like a mushroom? Yes. Yeah, there's gonna be little hints to the the way in which you were made. <laughs> I'm fine with it. Um. Yeah, you got like a robe on. Oh man, I I am young. My voice, I have vigor. <laughs> you, you don't sound as old. You lost the hubris for the vigor. <laughs> oh God. Retor <laughs> is actively sobbing. Once I again. mean, yeah, right. Like it's, it's been a day. Yeah. What hap- What what happened after? Uh, well, you, you kind of uh, you you were incinerated like almost immediately. Yes, you. Your burned. body was gone. Yes, there was a bouillon cube. <laughs> yes, the 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 who made me a- the guardian cleansed your immortal soul and turned you into a small cube of ash that we then gave to. A turtle. Like a, a, a really big turtle. That is the <laughs> fucking big turtle. The biggest turtle that you have ever seen. Uh, that was kind of a demigod of the dead. He'll be back. And he regrew you after just, sacrificing himself to save us from the devil. We'll just point down at where the, uh, where devil. the turtle was. A devil. One of the devils. Okay. It is a rather long story. Um, Yalim Lo was called home. His Ikorum needed him to become his Ikorum. Like he's, he's so there Yal- now. a person there needed Yalum Lo yes. to be Yalum Lo's needed to be the voice in his the head. voice in gotcha. the other okay. person's head. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, we all went on a rather um, interesting uh, hut stuff trip in this water with guided by the turtle who did insert himself into all of the dreams. What? Not everybody. Not everybody. It's almost all of the dreams. The yes. Tur- okay. Except for um, Retora. Yes. Sorry. Retora. And, and mine. Sorry about that. She Wasn't did not there. get a, a vision. <laughs> he was there. Uh, he was busy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Yalom Lo, upon having his vision, simply faded away in the pool. And was called back to the other side. His split soul was needed over there. Okay, so he did not die. That's that's at least good. Not dead, just gone. Gone. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. Thariel Gaslitter Child. Yeah, and then oh, for the devil. <laughs> Not denying that. It happened. <laughs> Can we get some context? <laughs> what was that voice? Uh, yeah, gaslighting led to a girl boss language. Well, to be- l- <laughs> led to a, de- a a devil being 
brought here, and that's what killed the turtle. Well, it was... skipping a couple steps. Yeah. Someone was, did something so first. Words. Hang on. Um, hang on. <laughs> can I do something? Yeah, I promise you won't get mad. What? And I'm going to pinch him really hard, like yeah. on his arm. Sure. Yeah. Burp, burp. Ow. <laughs> yeah. You felt that? I assume I felt that. Yeah, absolutely. Not my mycelium told me. <laughs> Do you like, I, I, I slap him. Oh, I made it about ten minutes. <laughs> I, slap him. I, I slap him approximately four and a half minutes. Yeah. Do you like? I think you walked in at nine fifty one. It's nine fifty six. Did you? Did you like? Do, do you think you'll bleed? Cause like you're like mostly plant based now. I got a I got a I got a specific <laughs> knife to check, and I pull out the cursed. <laughs> <laughs> it's covered in obsidian. Yeah. No. Uh, no. It was no. a joke. Oh come on. I think you should do it. Great. I know you're being serious. <laughs> <laughs> how do you How do you feel? Um, I feel green. Alive. Stop looking for a fungus no, pun. No, there's a plant pun there somewhere. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking for... Yes, you are. Like, I feel like the salt thing. of the earth. I feel great. I feel I have, I'm reinvigorated. That's the word, reinvigorated. Do you, uh, do you still feel, like, upset about things that happened? Was your depression a little bit? <laughs> no, upset I mean, about your dad dying no, in the game. In the game. To be clear, in the game. Within the last like couple days, he was in a really bad headspace and then died. In the game. In the game. In the game. In Minecraft. <laughs> I guess I, I feel. Hey, look, he wrote it into his character. It's not my fault. It's in character. To I be fair, it up. I did write. Was it the year my dad died or the year? But it doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, Just the context. I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> what? It's not important. Um, I, yes, I feel younger, reinvigorated. I, how are the kids? Uh, well, Nina's gone. She was killed by the devil. Taken. She brought. Snorted, she did bring the devil and then evaporated into ash. I still, I still put the devil blame on Thariel. Oh, yeah, and then the devil snorted la- her. She laughed about it. Yeah, she did not seem that upset. She, she seemed burned. Didn't Adrian laugh when we killed him? Uh, uh yes, and then he. Oh, that's not good. Also said that we can't save all of the meteor as he faded away into the waters. And did Nina say anything as she faded to ash? Thank you. And then <laughs> Great. You know what? Put me back. I just nope. think, I think I did nope. you guys a favor of getting rid of her. Oh, so still, soon. You're really not good at gaslighting. Her. Stop doing it. I'm trying to look at the bright side of things. I'm struggling. Oh. The fire was the bright side of the things. Ouch. I lost my hero. Um, and, okay. I think Where are we now? Um, the, we're about... Uh, 20 minutes travel from the exit. Yeah, we yeah we're not... From the end? No, yeah. from... Well, where, well we're yeah. from where you died? From the city. Yeah. We could we could probably oh. walk a little bit and see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I thought I meant from the end of the... It's close. Yes, oh, there's okay. a, a, an exit nearby uh, that the T.U. Arnold told us about. He was going to show us where it was. Uh, Should we? Maybe there's a map in his hut. Should we, uh... Should we still call him that? Probably Erebos. 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 Er- 
Burgos. We know his name, yeah. He chose to go IT Wordle. I recall IT Wordle. No, yeah, but what, uh... If there's any chance of him coming back again, maybe giving him a name makes him stronger this time. That could be. Like SQ Earl. I, I think... I think Ir Is that what you yeah. meant? I, I think the idea is to use true name, so Erebos. Erebos. Yes. Um... I think you also, uh, I think, uh, they, they have a better understanding of what was going on. I was trying to save the kids. Um, I think the, uh, the guardian said that you've atoned. Yes. Entirely for your bloodline. Yes. And your soul was cleansed in that weird dip in the room. Oh. Well, <clears throat> yes, Thoriel, Thoriel and I went on a, you, uh, You did a good thing, trip. But- People who probably don't even know you exist or have ever known that you will exist. But everyone <clears throat> got out without dying. Yes, the ones that know you do know yes. that, that you saved them. I, yes. That was my goal, was yes. for everyone to I told Ivara uh, first, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nesgrim, don't do it again. Do what? Again? Die. Oh. Please. I, yeah, I guess I'm running out of second chances. I, there's there's none left. You <laughs> <laughs> like a cat? Do you have seven more? Oh, God, I hope don't, not. Don't test it. <laughs> it's, uh, you hungry? We can make you something. Oh, am I hungry? <laughs> I, I don't know you. how Mushroom Man feels. <laughs> Like, how does being uh, a mushroom man? cannibalism if he eats mushroom soup? <laughs> I don't like, think he's made of I mean, I would say you would feel fatigued and famished. Okay. So, like, like I had... Yes. Uh, very hungry. Yes. Let's, let's, let's get you yeah. your things and uh, hopefully your armor still fits, you know, because you put on all that weight when you get older. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> uh, I'm going to pull out... This time I'm pulling out my water flask. I'm going to freeze some water into ice cubes. Some ice for that burn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, food. Food, yeah. please. Yeah. Nesgrim, you did a um, very good thing in trying to save all of us. Ezra Torres said, please try not to die again, but thank you genuinely for the sacrifice that you made. I didn't say please. I did. Don't do it again. <laughs> no more sacrifices. <clears throat> on sands, on temples, in the underground, Corin's weird place. No more. The the other blood, no more. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And then, I, and then I look that, at you. Or that pit thing too that he went into, where you get you know the hole. That was pretty. Uh, Which one? The hole where you. The one where like, I got lost. Yeah. And you had to come find me in the castle, in the un, in the underground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Preferably. We if had you... so much fun. Remember those good times, Felix? Just that. <sighs> Just when you do inevitably die in the future, when you're older, now that you are half the age that you were before, when I have to escort you across. And say goodbye to your soul. Preferably it will be in a form that I can actually perform my ritual and not a small cube. If at all possible. I I I still don't know how I became a cube, so I will do my best to not do it again. Yeah. Breakfast. But thank you, yes. Um Breakfast and Uh go on. I just I was talking to Vorst about something yesterday that just breakfast. I'm gonna gesture you towards the big old bowl. I'm gonna go get me some. 
Damn it. He's back. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, everyone returns back to the uh, collection of driftwood logs, and you know the other members of the guild are obviously just like completely startled and amazed uh, by the existence of Nesgrim once again. Hello. Young <laughs> uh, Iris just kind of like heavily sighs. Yes, you. You are back. I see. And better than ever. In her mind, I will say you chose to stay here. Uh, <laughs> let me see. She just kind of like fiddles with her glasses. Well, I hope that you've grown. As a person. I have. I mean figuratively, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't like to swear in front of the children, but my patience wears ever thin. <laughs> I watched the devil rip the heart out of a beloved children's author. <laughs> oh, wow, you're a smart <laughs> She just like closes the smoke book. <laughs> Don't test me. I knew it. There were some new interesting novels in there. <laughs> I didn't have them, but they were added to my collection. Felix, have you been working out? Uh, <laughs> you, as with all of us, are trying, and I understand that, but I'm going to say. Not to try harder. You are very swift to be selfless. Your friends clearly consider you an invaluable person in their lives. Do not be so hasty to dismiss your importance to those around you. Fair. Love is a treasured thing. Good to see you again, Nesgrim. You too, Iris. I'm sure the children will be elated to have you around again to play games with and laugh with. It's always nice to have another uh, child-minded person. <laughs> you know? And I mean that with all sincerity and compliment. I think she meant youthful in spirit. <clears throat> I, yes, I was, do you mean as, as one who has uh, has the, the the well-being of a child in mind, or one with the mind of a child? <laughs> the disposition of a very young, invigorated person. Someone who has the, the spirit of a very excitable individual. <laughs> <laughs> and flourishes in simple situations. Yes. You know? She's got your simple mind. <laughs> you sure did. Wow. Thanks, But I mean, you know, um, I'm sure the children would, especially now with having more uh, of an opportunity to get some new works from T.U. Ertl that left unpublished, perhaps you could... Um, take turns reading to the children as well. I'm sure that they would very much enjoy that time with you. Sure. 
<laughs> see Nesgrim get picked on and settling in just the way that yeah. he... Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed. Gonna, <laughs> I would... I would remove myself from that and head back over to the, uh, the grotto area. Sure. And I kind of look at Retora as I'm walking over. Mm-hmm. Follow him over. Sure. Mm-hmm. I... Nesgrim, you need to sleep? I wouldn't say or... you would feel exhausted. You would feel fatigued just because mm-hmm. of the experience that you have been through. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have to sleep quite yet. Okay. I'm tired, but feel okay. Feel that. <laughs> I'm going to walk over to the grotto with Worst. Sure, absolutely. You two walk to the threshold of the water and stand right at the shoreline. I... I don't know if this will work. Um, I'm sure he would appreciate us trying. Even if it doesn't, you know? I could do more with more time, but I don't think we plan on staying here much longer. Um, no. So it's, um... I guess, uh... It's like <laughs> a... It's a, it's a flower. <laughs> and it's, um, it's got petals mm-hmm. in the middle part. It's white. It's, uh, it's got really fine, long petals. Lots of them all around in, like, a little perfect circle with mm-hmm. a little black seed pod right in the middle. Hmm? Have I seen this? Yes. It's pretty good. Sure. Um... I'll describe yeah, visually it, what it, it looks like. It looks like a white daisy, but at the center it is black. Like sure. a, a, a new moon. That's a white daisy with black at the center like a new moon. Yeah, 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 like that. Okay. You know moonflowers? Yes. <clears throat> Vorst, perhaps if you put your moon-touch sword into the ground while she attempts to grow them. All right unsheathe it place it into the dirt it's the closest thing we have to moonlight down here and then could I just kind of place my hands on it and rest my head on it mm-hmm. and with that description and what I know I will attempt to cast I mean I will cast it uh, plant growth um, I don't have eight hours to do the large one so it will have to be the smaller one which is I mean the the what it says is that um, all normal plants in a hundred foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown uh, and I can exclude one or more areas of any size within the spells from being affected so I guess I would just target the shores of yeah the perimeter of yeah. the grotto for what would be within reach mm-hmm. Yeah. I will tell you that as your the tip of your sword ever so slightly rests and uh, lightly digs into a groove into the clay around you not like a deep penetration mm. but like maybe you know a quarter of an inch or whatever and you rest your hands and then your head on the pommel and Rotora next to you leans places one hand on your back to steady herself and places her other hand right at the edge of the blade against the ground and cast plant growth. Thera. 
Please roll a d20. Add your spell casting ability modifier. Are her hands trembling as she's going to cast this? It's a seven. With your ability modifier? I will tell you that as you place your hand here against the ground, cast plant growth. This is more for the sake of your ability to control in terms within the hundred foot Mm -hmm. ring. That it's almost like an emotional sensation that overwhelms you. The sadness of all the things that have happened, the loss of Melothel and Melisi, of Corin, of Rirda, <clears throat> the loss again of Nesgrim, the suddenness of the disappearance of Yalumwa, that disconnect from so many things that we rely upon in life to consistently reignite our spirit to keep us who we are, that in that emotional state, it feels almost like a release to cast the spell and to simply let go. It starts to waver around the perimeter of the grotto itself, and you feel the magic envelop out from the jagged rocks, cresting over the water. You see the swamp and various vine lives begin to overgrow, contact the water, and rest over it like a soft but steady surface. The mushrooms begin to glow and illuminate further and further. The ground around you begins to tremble. You see the rippling of the water as the ground begins to shake ever so slightly. Then it deepens. And the water ripples further. And it feels almost like for us that beginning sensation of seismic tremors on the ground near us. You would see the water shake violently, the mushrooms and other swamp life growing and growing uncontrollably. You would feel so much of your magic leaving you suddenly like a flood. Like you cast a spell, and something in you, not necessarily is drained, as though it's pulled out from within you, in the same way that I continually attribute and correlate magic to the spirit, it feels like your soul has been so battered by loss and sorrow that it wails out in anguish, craving, needing something to happen. The mushrooms glow, the water shakes, the ground rumbles, and about 30 feet into the pool, at the spot where we laid to you Ertle to rest, at the spot where Nesgrim returned, suddenly erupting out of the water, swiftly parting it. A great, dark brown root penetrates up like a spire, a spike twisting in on itself the roots of a tree, winding and unfurling, 
the pod breaking through. Four, five, six, seven, eight feet up, extending out, twisting in over and over of itself. Vortex of vines around a centered, concentrated mass. We're going down there. Ooh, boy. Any flowers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. We have flowers. We have achieved flowers. <laughs> Well, well, my turn. <laughs> Friends, thank you very much for watching tonight. I hope you enjoyed this uh, turbulent roller coaster of an episode. Um, <laughs> T.U. Uh, urbulent. Just when you think you got it figured out. That's good. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, real hero in a half shell. <laughs> Turtle power. T.U. Turtle power. <laughs> Thank you guys very much for watching. Um, we will be live on Friday at 6 p.m. And then next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for the next episode of Ocean. Thank you guys very much for watching. I've said that three times, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.